everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. I love uh, mismatch comedies uh, of, uh, of couples who probably shouldn't be together. It's so hilarious when that happens. Don't get me, Matt. Don't get me started. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's what I say about this this week's episode. Boy. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you get access to all of our bonus material. We just recorded a bonus episode for the month of July, our Simpsons Cinema, where Matt and I watched The Poseidon Adventure. You should go listen to uh, hear That's right. our take. Watch, go watch the, the wettest stories ever told if you haven't yet, and then you can watch The Poseidon Adventure and see the better version of that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, this week's episode, Marge and Homer turn a couple play. Episode HABF-16 originally aired on May 21st, 2006. Written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Bob Anderson. Received a 5 rating with 8.2 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, have a great summer, everyone. Because it's the last episode of the season. Yeah, I get it. I just don't, like, that's not, a, like, aren't they supposed to be jokes? Usually? Okay. Normally, I think they try for a joke. Uh, the couch gag is a repeat. It is also the repeat of the longest couch gag of this of this season in which the chairs in the world come alive and eat people. And I believe go, it's mostly couches, to be fair, but also bar stools. So that's what I'm talking about, Matt. Chairs. They're beanbag chairs attack people. Bar stools. Okay. I, I must have missed the beanbag chair. I, I only saw the, the booths and the, the couches. Beanbag chairs get Sherry and Terry. Uh, so I'm just gonna assume all chairs are now sentient and are, are on the rampage. But it's a repeat. Fair. Don't sit down. Yeah, don't. Oh God, that's a terrible world we live in where I can't sit anywhere. Um, this episode guest stars many more as Tabitha Vicks and Stacey Stacey Keach as Howard K. Duff coming back to reprise his role. Uh, this is is the last episode of season 17. Hooray for that! I can. Uh, we made it through season 17, Matt. Oh, thank God. Oh. 18, we have season 18, then we have the movie, and hopefully, I I think 18 will be our last test. It's a, this is the last labor of Hercules for us. We just have to get through 18. One more bad season. They took all their good writers, put them on the movie for two years straight, and then yes. we'll get back. Yeah, and then we then then we have the movie, and then back to, hopefully, at least mediocrity, which I can take. Um, I mentioned that they have a... Uh, the longest couch gag again this this trend just continues longest couch gag they can ha- they can have the actual episode does not begin until minute and 38 seconds Jeez. there's less than 20 minutes in this episode this episode is 19 minutes and like 30 seconds long and uh, I, there's a part of me that's like good <laughs> because there's less of it because it's kind yeah. of it's really hard to watch um mostly because it's just yeah, i would i wouldn't say it's hard to watch i would say it's boring and kind of dumb. It's it's very tropey, let's say. Uh, oh. so, I mean, I there there's a lot of stuff on our list of best episodes ever that is real bad. Like I watch it and I just hate and I'm seething with hatred the entire time. This one I was just like, this is so dumb. Whatever. I mean, that's what I mean. Man, hard hard to watch. Meaning, it's like as a average viewer, man. Not like like a lot of time. It's it's easier for me to watch the worst of what we watched because at least i know i have a lot to talk about there's nothing to say about this it is incredibly boring uh and it largely the plot is on two characters we don't know and don't care about like uh 
Uh, so episode begins with uh them watching a detective show on television called Hunch, which I guess is a nod to Monk, maybe or NYPD oh, Blue. I don't know. Uh, Monk's better than this. Uh, it's forgotten quickly. Uh, we get a news report that intrudes that the isotopes are good again. Which is apparently news, I guess. I kn- yeah, that's news by Kent, by Kent Brockman. Wouldn't you have a sports reporter say something like that? Like normally. Uh, there is only one person who does news in Springfield, Robbie. It's Kent Brockman. I, I, Matt, I didn't, I didn't want Mr. Simpson's writer to appear so early in our episode. <laughs> I was expecting Sorry, Robbie, a little Sorry. bit of a little bit of a lead on this, uh, but I've Mr. Simpson's writer. I've seen a real life newscast before, and they generally have a sports reporter to report on the sports of the local area. Uh, but whatever. I don't know, Robbie. I'm pretty sure Springfield is only big enough to have one newsman. Uh, sure, of course, yes, obviously. Uh, they not I. Not you know there. It's not like I've been near thirty you know towns with roughly the same population size as, as, as Springfield and know that they have like four or five newscasts all competing, and even Ken Brockman himself has mentioned competing newscasts from time to time. Okay, whatever, doesn't matter, because uh, this is all to get us to a baseball game. And to be fair, Matt, to be fair, this get there's not like a series of inciting incidents in this. It gets pretty much to the premise quickly. So that's good, except the premise is bad and boring. Um, but we, the Simpsons almost immediately, seeing the newscast, hearing that isotopes are good again, decide they're going to go to the baseball game. They're going to go be isotopes fans once more. Uh, here, we set the stage with Homer trying to scalp tickets. Nothing beats a day at the ballpark with my family. Tickets! Tickets! Who needs tickets? Homer, we need those tickets to get in. Don't worry, I'll use the money I make to buy tickets from a scalper. Then I'll sell those tickets and we'll be rich! Rich! We did it, baby! We made it through the rain! Tickets! Thirty dollars! Big game! Everybody wants to see the game! Oh, cop! Act like you're in love with me! (laughs) (laughs) This is... So obviously stretching this episode, I feel like. No, there's man, there's just so much that is, it's just filler. It's just, and it's not funny. Like the like we've called, you know, we have the name Captain Captain Wacky Homer. Yeah, it's just Captain Stupid. Like that's this that like yeah. Homer doesn't un, like they just have scenes where Homer just misunderstands like being a human. And you're like, oh, if Homer was this dumb, he wouldn't be able to like walk and breathe at the same time. Like he'd have to sit, <laughs> he'd have to sit down to live, and it, it gets very tiresome. And it's very obvious in this episode where it's just like, oh, well, we we need some time, so Homer's just gonna act like an idiot for a minute. It's not funny, and Marge just is like, and makes it like literally happens three times this episode, I think, at least twice. Where, Mar- where Homer wants to do something, and Marge is just like, rrr, rrr. she's murmurs. And you're just like, guys, this does not work. You're not doing it. Uh, we got a story from Abe that he once played uh, in drag during World War II, yeah. along with Jasper, by the way. Yeah. Jasper, that part was kind of funny. I, I, th- there's a couple moments of like, oh, that's cute. Like the, that quick cut in Abe's flashback to Jasper also playing baseball as a woman, but with a big beard looking exactly the same. Yeah. Also, this is 
60 years prior and they look the same yeah shouldn't they be extremely young in world war ii at this point yeah i mm. also abe was in world war ii and he's a sergeant like again they don't care well he said he said that he uh avoided the draft for one year i like that they put that in there because i was like but he was in world war ii what <laughs> i was like oh no 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 after this he got kicked out and then got sent to the war sure so all, all this the, the the big thing about them, the bystanders being good, is because they have Buck Mitchell, who's like a, a great baseball player. Uh, and get I hope you like Buck, um, because you're going to get a lot of them. Oh, boy, are you ever. Buck and Tabitha. Tabitha. Uh, you get a lot of them. And because they are the main characters of this episode. They're the they're the plot. Uh, Homer and Marge don't change. They're, they're static characters. Buck and Tabitha are the characters we're supposed to be identifying with. Uh, and here we, we see Buck briefly, and then we are introduced to Tabitha, who is singing the national anthem. Halsey, can you see by the dawn's early light? And now, here's something from my new album. I'm troubleistic. Cause you know I'm troubledistic Think you can control me You ain't being realistic Hey Buck How's it feel knowing your wife's turning on a creep like me? Weird I bet <laughs> A troubledistic girl Makes your tribulations grow Double troubledistic when you try to tell me no just embarrassed me in front of the entire tornado belt league so a couple of things <laughs> uh, I, 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 it's not gonna be what you expect i think oh uh, so one uh, i don't think we do best and worst for this episode because we talk about so much of it uh but obviously the best part of this entire episode is whenever mandy moore is singing whenever mandy moore is not singing everyone should be asking why isn't mandy moore singing uh secondly how exactly did she embarrass him you don't marry a pop star without understanding what their music is like. I just. Uh, it doesn't matter. Man. Here. No, I like, I'm gonna, like, because the plot dictates it. That is like, I'm going to, I'm going to say it 50 times today. Cause that's all this episode. is. like, no one, there is never motivation. Buck and Tabitha are real characters. They're nothing. They're plot devices. Uh, they don't have wants or needs. They're, they don't they have no motivation they are empty caricatures they don't like there's no reason for them to exist they do nothing they are just there to have a plot to fill time this is this is a filler episode there is nothing in this except for maybe a couple good jokes at at most but largely it is they're swallowed up by boredom like yeah many more is a good singer I have nothing against me anymore uh, she, and she does a fine job for what they give her, which is not much. Not much. No, like she barely even gets to talk in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Buck has a problem because she embarrassed him at the minor league baseball game. No one cares, Buck. And that's the problem. I don't care. Don't care about Tabitha. Don't care about Buck. There's no reason for me to care about either of these characters. 
Uh, and that's like brutal to watch, meaning like, I don't care about what's happening. Don't care. Uh, I should care about the Simpsons. I should care about the show I'm watching. Um, it's in like, yeah, the Tabitha as a character is very much like a Britney Spears, many more Christina Aguilera from the early late nineties, early two thousands, mostly sex appeal pop songs. That's what they, what she is. Uh, but there is no depth to her. There's nothing to her except for that. Like that is her one note. Buck is just a big dumb idiot that he's a big jock that's all he is too he's a big oh gosh this is outside of my wheelhouse i don't know what to do um i just like to hit home runs and i don't know how to be a husband um but because he's sad because he got embarrassed i don't again we don't know why he's embarrassed like and he yeah. like matt you make that joke like he literally says later on i've never listened to her music you're like why are yeah, you why just... why are you writing up like, i'm not even angry at him like if that was a real person, I'd be like, "Oh, you're a moron." Um, but yeah. this isn't a real person, and it's not even an actor. Like it's just a, and it's animate an animated character. So I just go, "Oh, so the writers chose that." And I'm like, "Gross." He's bad now. He's bad at baseball now because he's upset. Um, well, Robbie, you have to understand that that men are a, a very emotional gender, and when they feel bad, they can't sports well. So that's why we have to constantly coddle their egos so that they they sports well i mean certainly there is a mental aspect to any job and certainly well, a, mental, a mental aspect to playing sports and if i cared about buck even a little nah. maybe i would then care oh he's playing poorly and he's upset that's something i just don't care uh so he plays bad the team loses uh, he commits a bunch of errors, strikes out, kills somebody, I think, with a baseball bat, kills Mel's girlfriend, or knocks yeah, her out. Yeah. Hard to say. But we get a kiss cam at this point. We cut to the kiss cam, but uh, Howard K. Duff and, and Duff Man are both there, and we need a kiss cam. So we see multiple couples kiss. Then we get to Homer and Marge. They have a really dumb conversation, but they eventually kiss. And Buck, this is... Because the plot dictates it, Buck sees them on the kiss cam and goes, "Hey, that couple kissed. They'll help me and my wife. They can they can help us get the spark back in our lives." Like what? Really? The hell? Really? Or, what the hell is this? What are you doing? What is this? <laughs> what is this? A guy sees him on a video board. Is this man a? Is this man like? Does he? Does his brain work? Like what's happening? Like why? I mean, I think as we prove it out to this entire episode, no, his brain does not work. He's a big galoot who has terrible ideas and is good at one thing and therefore thinks he's good at all things. And thankfully, that's never happened in the real world ever. Oh, shoot. Never mind. Oh, shoot. So uh, this, I, I, this is my last quote. I'm last quote. Last, po last, last uh, uh, clip from this first act, Matt. It is titled, The Simpsons Help Buck for No Reason. Oh, the baseball playing man. I barely recognize you without your costume on. Evening, ma'am. I, I, I couldn't help seeing you two exchanging marital kisses tonight. Yes, yes, the game you played so horribly at. Well, unfortunately, my marriage ain't so good. <gasps> I never heard anything about it on the gossip shows or the blogosphere or in my supermarket checkout magazine. I was wondering if you and the mister could give us some marriage counseling. You know, uh, in return, I can give you season tickets. Season tickets? 
I could entertain business clients. I might even land the Henderson account. Uh, Homer, can I see you in the kitchen? Sure. That means she wants to talk in private. It's probably about you. Homie, I don't think our marriage is so Jim Dandy that we should be counseling others. Hey, we've gone through more hardships than the Jews and Charlie Brown put together. Hmm. Well, we have managed to squeeze a lot of fun out of married life. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I feel. <laughs> See, that's what I want. Carefree intimacy with no edge of resentment. Buck Mitchell! Buck, I guess we can help you out. We'll start tomorrow. Hey, Buck, Buck! Buck, it's me, the weird guy from the stadium. Uh, there were a lot of weird guys at the stadium tonight. You know, I remembered you. <laughs> a lot of problems with this. Um, <laughs> why is the Mobit there? I don't under... Why is any of this here, Matt? Oh, this, this episode, like, why, sometimes I can defend a premise. I can't defend this premise. There's nothing here. No. Like, why, I don't care about this baseball man. I don't care about him. And I don't know why Moe's there. This I don't, baseball man. <laughs> this baseball man. That's who he is. He's a baseball man. I don't like him. I don't like... And, like, Homer Marge, multiple times, this episode brings up, like, maybe our relationship is, like, isn't so solid that we should be counseling other couples. And no, you right. shouldn't. You shouldn't. You sh Guess what? If you need... you need uh, Your marriage needs help, and you need to go see a counselor, don't... Go see, a, like, a counselor. Don't go see Homer and Marge. Like, what's the... What's the point of all this? <laughs> Why are like, it's not, and it, and it does not ever, like, you would think, like, the long game of this is like, oh, the cracks in this random couple's marriage reveals cracks in Homer and Marge's relationship, and that's what this episode is actually about. It is actually about Mo Homer and Marge's relationship. I'm not necessarily want that, but I feel like, oh, at least I care about Homer and Marge ostensibly, and that would make sense. But it never gets no, it, no. It is literally about this baseball man and this pop star, and that's it. And I, uh, uh we finally go to commercial. Nine minutes and forty six seconds, incredibly long for a stack, which does does almost nothing. Yes, all all it does is set up the fact that when we come back, uh, the Simpsons are going to try and help Buck and Tabitha with their marriage. Uh, a marriage we know as viewers nothing about, except that they're unhappy. Buck is unhappy with how Tabitha, uh, you know shakes her body when she acts uh, or when she uh, sings whatever so uh when we come back we are at their first counseling session in the simpson home uh homer has a whole bunch of counseling equipment uh just normal stuff you see on in tv on like you know counselors and psychiatrists desks and everything including a uh a certificate that lisa has one for the spelling bee that homer has crossed out and put in as a degree of him as counselor it's just so dumb uh, but we start out by establishing a baseline of what is their marriage like. Now, let's remember, no one's right and no one's wrong. Till I say so. <laughs> I, I think what Homer means is why don't you tell us what each of you feels is the problem? Well, I'm an old-fashioned guy, you know, and when we got hitched, I just assumed she'd give up her international recording career to focus on my minor league baseball dreams. Well, I think we've really hit on something here. Unfortunately, we're out of time. How does that make you feel? Shut up. I'm 10 o'clock here. <laughs> Homer, please. Let's see here. Oh, here's something the book's previous owner underlined. Be honest with your partner about what you're feeling. I don't want to waste any more time in a mismatched marriage. Hmm. 
Try to frame criticisms of your spouse in a positive way. Well, I'm positively sick of her shaking her lady parts for the whole world to eyeball. Interesting, interesting. Buck, you've got a beautiful woman with a hot body that any man would fantasize about, even while making love to his own Marge. Aw, thank you, Homer. Maybe we should stop here. Good idea, honey. So yes, as we can see, uh, these two should not be married uh, because it's obvious they have completely different attitudes uh, toward the appropriateness of the other person's entire existence. Also, Homer is a terrible husband, a rotten therapist. Marge isn't great at that either. And this episode should just stop here. We should apologize. So unfortunately, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to make you listen to all of it. I mean, that's the pro like, it's evident. This is not like, oh, I slowly, like, you slowly realize, like, this isn't good, a good idea. No, they knew it was a bad idea. Literally, the first act, is, like, it stopped, Marge literally says, this is a bad idea, we shouldn't do it. And they just mm -hmm. do it anyway, and it's very clearly, like, I don't blame Homer Mom or Marge for doing this, I blame the writers. Like, why are you doing this to us? Right. It's why? Like, oh, yes, this is, there's no reason for this to happen at all, but yet... None we, of these we, people we are equipped for this. None of these people, and it's not like, oh, it's funny because they're bad at it. No, there are no jokes. Now, all the funny things are things entirely disconnected from Homer, Marge, Buck, and Tabitha. None of them are funny in this episode. None whatsoever. Uh, so, even Bart and Lisa at this point are wondering why their parents are giving marital advice, but that's basically the last we see of them for quite a while. Um... Bart and Lisa don't really do that much in this episode. Um, so uh, the next scene we have is Homer and Marge at Buck and Tabitha's uh, giant house overlooking all of Springfield. Yes, we get it. They're rich. Uh, and they come up with some incredibly common sense sounding things of spending more time together to get to know each other, to try and see the other person's position, which includes taking the same limo to the place they are both going. Wow. Why didn't I think of that? Thank goodness Homer and Marge are here. Oh. Hey Matt, I'm gonna ask you. Uh, this is an this is not an honest question. Um, I already know your answer. But so when you see a couple of real big dum dums who are really vapid and annoying, uh, you really want to cheer for them and root for them, don't you? Well, obviously, Robbie, I want to cheer for them because of the Simpsons, and I always want to cheer for them no matter how stupid they are. I just like that's the thing. Like if these two people were likable, were charming. I could somehow, like, I could get it, like, oh, them using them as, like, the a proxy to make us care in this episode. But they're both so unlikable and and empty-headed and, and and devoid of charm. You're like, oh, gross. I don't want, I don't like, why are we, I, I don't care. I hope they break up. <laughs> I spent the whole episode going, I hope they break up. They should, probably shouldn't be together. Probably not. So, um, but, uh. This inane <laughs> advice that's, that's, actually works. That's a good. I like that noise, man. <sighs> exactly. Uh, but against all odds, uh, the advice actually works. Buck starts playing really well uh, for his minor league baseball dreams, as he pointed out. Uh, and uh, we get to see the Simpsons go to one of Tabitha's shows because obviously they don't know much about her either. She's an up and coming star. And it's all marriage themed about how happy she is to be married and how great marriage is. Uh, not that we know that much about it, uh, but, you know, we get maybe 30 seconds of it. So that, that's all we find out about it. Uh, Homer uh, goes backstage afterwards and then idiocy ensues. Hey, Tabitha, great show. I like that part where you mentioned Springfield. Did you know that's where you are? 
<laughs> hey, why don't you stay and have a bite? Oh, you're so hot. If only I'd seen you before I met my wife. Oh, Homer, you're sweet, but... Oh, you're talking to the chicken. Don't tell the hamburger in my car. Listen, these shows always tense me up. While your fingers are greasy, could you give me a neck rub? Okay. So why didn't you marry one of your crummy backup dancers? Eh, they're day laborers. We pick them up in the Home Depot parking lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it, right there. Oh, oh yes, yes, it feels so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, oh yes. Thank God I brought protection. I used to be so embarrassed buying these. Homer Simpson? You're supposed to be my marriage counselor. I did workbook pages for you. Go! Oh, we're going to have a lot to talk about at your three o'clock. There ain't going to be a three o'clock. Cancellations require 24 hours. No, tis. So, uh, I, I, I had something halfway through that I wanted to talk about this, and I just completely forgot. I just... See, Everyone if, in this is so incredibly dumb. This is the effect this episode has. Like it destroys brain cells, man. Like actively, like it's it's like it is it's toxic. It's like a, it's like radiation. Yep. It's like it's this is like trying to like go into the exclusion zone in like Chernobyl. Like it will like rot you from the inside out if you watch it for too long. Um, I'm gonna lay this out because just to be clear, like about what happens in the scene to people just listening who haven't watched this episode. This this random lady, Tabitha. I don't know how long Homer and Marge and them have been in a have, have they been counseling because Buck just mentions worksheet pages so I, we didn't see that so who knows they but it can't they can't have known each other for too long why is Homer backstage why is Homer backstage alone with her where is everyone else why does she let him rub her shoulders with greasy chicken fingers why does she have fried chicken in the backstage why is all like every single person, this is acting as stupid as possible, and it's supposed to be like, oh, this isn't this funny. This no, fun. If you have like a series of complications and misunderstandings that are earned and feel feel real, you could make this be very funny. But all this is very obviously staged, and it doesn't make it makes it very dumb and almost interminable. Um, in Buck just punches Homer right in the face and it's just over and you're like, Oh, okay, good. I guess like you're, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm getting yeah, that's the point. I'm, like, with this. I'm like, I'm just happy that it's over. Like, Oh, finally, thank God. And in fact, that's where this act is over. As we go to a commercial, we come back 15 minutes and 34 seconds, Matt. So this third act, so to wrap all this stuff up is five, about five and a half minutes. Um, I, I normally would say that that's a bad thing because that's not really enough time to wrap up an episode. But in this case, it is a good thing because it ends up makes it shorter. So Buck's bad again because he's upset about Tabitha for some reason. Like, wouldn't he just real like it doesn't take a brain genius to walk in there and see that they all have their they both have their clothes on and Homer's eating chicken to know that nothing happened like. I'm, I'm assuming at this point Buck has never had sex, so he doesn't understand what it actually involves. <laughs> I mean, that might be true, Matt. It might be true. Uh, we might have a Jessica Simpson. Uh, what's his face? Uh, what's that dude's name? That, that Nick. Loser. Nick I, oh yeah, that, you remember? Good job. Um, but Buck's bad at baseball again. He was good for a while. He's bad again. 
Uh, Homer and Bart are being targeted by the town because Buck is being bad, dragging down the team. And now everyone's upset at Homer and Bart because Homer, it's news that they're the counselor. Like, why? <laughs> what? The plot dictates it. Plot dictates the town's angry. I'm just going to start saying that. The plot dictates the town's angry at Homer and Bart. So they're getting beat up and chased around. Um, Homer wants to fix the situation wants to continue trying to get them back together again. Marge is like, no, we're done. This is dumb. We're stupid. I'm like, thank God someone's saying it, Marge. I'm with you. Uh, this scene goes on for what feels like probably, it, it's probably literally like 30 seconds, but it feels like an hour where Marge goes, no, I don't want to, crosses her arms, and Homer spends 30 seconds trying to uncross her arms as she goes, as she murmurs. Mm-hmm. That's the joke where he and he eventually gets like, That's a the joke. It's like, oh, once a woman has made up her mind, you can't change it for any reason. And Homer's like, I just use a he uses a crowbar at the end to try and uncross Marge's arm. You're like, what the hell is this, guys? This is crusty reaction dot gif. Like, what on earth is happening here? So Homer goes, I guess, to try and fix it. And in the meantime, Tabitha comes back to the Simpsons house because the plot dictates it. Tabitha, what a coincidence! I was just thinking sad thoughts about you. I came to tell you I'm leaving Buck. <gasps> what? No. No. What? <gasps> no. <gasps> what? Buck and I don't belong together. Don't give up on Buck. There must be something about him that attracted you in the first place. Well, yeah. He was the first man who didn't just like me for my body. He always complimented me on my hair. Ooh, your standing lamp is dirty. I'll polish it. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Cancel all my appointments. <laughs> Let's go. God. Really? Polishing a pole? What the hell? Who thought this was funny? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Matt. Um, uh, it real dumb. Um, but uh, it gets Marge and Tabitha back together to go try and fix things, I guess. Um, it, uh, uh, okay. We get, we're getting here. This is basically the end of the episode, though. It, so, there you go, Matt. Um, Homer is, has, so we see Buck. This is how the episode lays it out. The, the we see Buck at the stadium. He's still doing poorly. But then we see the Duff, Duff blimp fly overhead, and it has a, a, a message on, on its video board that says, I love you, Buck, from Tabitha. And it emboldens Buck. He's happy again. It's revealed that Homer has stolen the blimp, tied up Duff Man, and put the message on there to make Buck think that Tabitha loves him again so that he'll be better at baseball. Um, what happens is Buck hits the ball so hard, it puts a hole in the blimp, puts a hole in the blimp, and it's such, I, I, I know that the Simpsons aren't real, and I know that, but no, you put a hole in a blimp, it's not going to just like suddenly collapse, especially just a baseball-sized hole, it will, it will slowly lose air and, and fall down to the ground. It, it, it won't crash like that. I mean, it'd still be dangerous, but it, it wouldn't be sudden. Um, but Homer jumps out of the blimp. Uh, also, Duffman's dead. I want to make that clear. That Duffman. One of the Duffmen. One is of the Duffmen is dead. That Duffman is definitely dead. Uh, Homer jumps out and crushes two people. One of them is Mel's cousins, something or other. They're definitely dead. Homer weighs 250 pounds. He fell from 50 feet in the air, at least. 
probably higher. Yep. They're they're definitely those people are dead. They they broke his fall apparently. He's fine. Uh, he runs outruns the blimp, which is crashing into a bunch of people in the baseball stadium. They're probably all dead too. Blimp's heavy and it fell. Like it didn't just like slowly deflate. It went just kind of crashed. Uh, and that's when we get, pick up this clip. This clip's kind of long, but it is the entire ending of this episode. Oh, this is the worst blimp crash ever. Too soon. Where are you, sweetie? Uh, oh, she was here a minute ago. She must be pooping. Hey, you're lying. This whole stunt was a lie. Get him. He ruined many bad day. <laughs> Leave him alone. All he did was try to help a young couple find their way. Does he really deserve to get strung up for that? Cut that out. Duffman gives the people what they want. Weren't you just tied up in the blimp? Three Duff men are working the game tonight. Don't tell the children. It's disillusioning. Marriage is hard work, but it's worth it when you've got someone wonderful like I do. Buck, I love you too. And I'll take you back if you can guess tonight's attendance. Um, uh, B. No, 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 A. No, no. Oh, man, man. It's C, as in keeping together, which is what I want to do. Well, Homer, looks like my marriage is going into extra innings. Great, but enough of the baseball analogies. They sicken me. No problem. Now, my lady, your carriage awaits. Oh, ain't love grand, Tito? Hey, man, I don't care! Bandits just kidnapped my mother! Just found out. I don't think we need to talk about this clip, Robbie. I think we can just let it stand for itself of the idiocy. <laughs> just, oh. I, is, uh, like, you're, I mean... Oh, no, we broke his brain! <sighs> I'm, I'm oh, really no. trying, like, Matt, like, this... It, uh, here, I'll say this. Pause this first. I like the Duffman bit. I That's like the true. bit where That's they're like, hey, there's three Duffmen working this game, and the two Duffmen remaining are like, it'll do solution the children, even though, like, there's layers there. A good Simpsons gag always has those layers, or it's like, oh, the Duffmen are like, oh, we don't want to disillusion the children. You're like, you're selling beer, Duffman. You're not, there's no children involved. And, like, th- th- that's like, the, there's night. It's nice. It's, it's, it's I, I, would, I don't know if I laugh, but I'd go, ah, I kind of, uh, yeah, oh, it's something. I'm like, oh, think there's a, like a glimmer of light in the distance, um, but everything that happens in this, in this clip is a lie. Uh, none of it is; tr- it's all dishonest. Uh, Homer isn't doing; he isn't trying to help a couple. Homer just doesn't want to get beat up by random fans anymore. It's the only reason he's doing this. He doesn't care about these people. We don't care about these people. <laughs> like, what's going on? Uh, I I don't. And then we, and then like they all, every step along the way, they double down on the idiocy of this couple. Like there is never a moment where you see, you get a moment where they're like, oh, there's something to do these people. No, every time you they come back to them, it's just worse. And I don't care, don't care about anything happening in this episode. Might as well not exist. Uh, this episode ends. Uh, also, it ends. I I don't usually do this, Matt, but I I actually noted how. I wanted to know how long the credits were because this episode ends at 20 minutes and six seconds. 
you know, and then the rest is credits. Uh, so, like I said, 19 and a half minute long episode, which manages to be completely empty. Uh, there's almost nothing in this. This is a parody of The Simpsons. This is atrocious. I can't get we can't get rid of season 17 fast enough. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken or should we just throw it in the trash and <laughs> forget well, that we ever saw it? it? Well, one, Matt, it's absolutely broken. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. So, yes, it is broken. I play the clip if it's broken. It's broken. But this, I'm, this is you. I, I, I with this episode should never been made. A lot of times, like we've had some truly terrible episodes lately, and I, I, I can think of a way to somehow, somehow salvage a premise. Maybe if this couple was people, a couple in Springfield, people we knew and cared about to a certain extent. Like yeah. maybe you know, oh, uh, Letty and Carl talk about their girlfriends. What of what of whom is in prison and one of whom is dead. <laughs> Maybe we should have no, 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 not in, not in prison. Uh, one of them is dead, and one of them is a prostitute. So not oh, quite, yes, not quite prison. That uh, I like that's the only thing like you could somehow make this better. But I really don't want that either. I don't really, I, I don't need a, another couple's relationship to be a focus of an episode because they clearly can't handle it, and I can't really think of another couple that I care about that I would want to see an old episode about. Like, maybe a new couple? Like, hey, you're introducing new characters. Maybe. They're going to... That's the only thing I really want, is you're getting new Simpsons characters, new supporting characters that will stick around. Maybe, okay, here. Maybe... But they've already done that. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, maybe Skinner and Edna. But no, they've already done that. And they've kind of fumbled that since. So, I don't want this episode, Matt. Don't want anything about it. I don't want this premise. Throw, throw it back me neither it's dumb get rid of it this is so idiotic like i mean this is like you said the only way this makes sense is if you're introducing new characters or you have another couple in springfield that turn to homer and marge uh because and they can't know homer and marge very well because otherwise they would see how completely screwed up homer and marge's marriage is so they have to be you know very much on the periphery uh, I mean, I feel like this was already a, an episode with uh, Apu and Manjula, and, and that made more sense. I don't recall it being a very good episode, but it, it made more sense than this. This is just, hey, we have a guest star. Let's figure out a way to use them in a stupid, stupid way. Kind of, I guess this kind of spoils our, our, the canon later on, but I don't think anyone at this point expects any different. Uh, we can yeah. we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to description where I ask our patrons over on patreon.com slash the Simpson Show uh, to give you give us their thoughts about the episode. Uh, join uh, you can you if you want to join this uh, parade of pain, this cavalcade of calamity, uh, you can at any level support us and leave your reviews. I do it every week. First from Tim. This episode, this episode can be summed up by the scene where Lisa and Bart look incredibly bored while playing with a tetherball. It is so forgettable, it's almost not worth writing about. Looking at other isotope-centric episodes, even Dancing Homer, one of the most forgettable from the Golden Age, a lot more to offer than this pile. Let's see. Idiot Homer? Check. Transphobia and gay jokes? Check. Simpsons fans constantly... Simpsons fan constantly checking to see how much time is left? Check. Again. Suppose on the positive-sided plot for what it is stays in course, so we don't have character assassination or most suicide attempts. Low bar indeed. Splitting the difference between the last two gives us the new three number, number 340. We'll see. Uh, from Derek, 
think I said it before how I rekindled my love of The Simpsons in 2016 embarking upon a huge DVD marathon. At that point, 18 and 19 hadn't been released yet, so this was the episode that finished my marathon. And boy, did it end with a whimper. If you were to select an episode that showcases the awfulness of post-classic Simpsons, this one wouldn't be the worst. Wouldn't be the first that comes to mind. It actually is a very good candidate. This is a harbinger of what's to come in the HD era: an aggressive blandness, nothingness, and vapidity that renders you near catatonic. When you force yourself to pay attention, you get smacked right in the face with the sheer terribleness of the stilted dialogue and pitiful stabs of humor. Sat through this episode, not having a clue what was going on, and wondering why should I even care? I don't care at all. Why am I being asked to care about two randos? I don't even care about the characters that have been invested in for 17 seasons. They're unrecognizable at this point. Utter, utter rubbish. Amen. Uh, Charles, not bad, but nothing memorable. Marge and Homer counseling another troubled marriage is actually a pretty, a, a pretty good idea, but the episode never does anything interesting with it. Like, I like to give you some words of encouragement and warning as you go into the next season. Season 18 cements the negative characterizations people think about when it comes to the later seasons. This means from here on out, you'll get a lot of comparisons, not only from past episodes, but most likely future episodes as well. No matter what you see, you have to keep moving forward. <laughs> Just keep going, Matt. The only, uh, when, you, when you're going through hell, keep going. Yep. That's it. Then you that, might get to hear. Yeah. Uh, from JJ. Having Lisa point out why the plot doesn't make sense doesn't give you a free pass. means you realize your episode does not work. Instead of fixing it, you just acknowledge it. That makes it worse. And if Mover and Marge have to be marriage counselors, why are they counseling two uninteresting guest characters instead of an established couple like the Lovejoys or Apu and Manjula? This episode is just unpleasant with some of the really inexplicable moments, like Marge repeatedly saying what and no to Tabitha. That's it, what it was in that clip that I wanted to talk about. Like, what even is that? <laughs> what? No. What? No. What? Did, did, Matt, is, say, did Matt, you have? Say it with me filler it's padding i was gonna say did you have julie kavner uh do the line like seven or eight times what no and you were just like it's funny to hear her say it over and over again so we'll put that in the episode to add time it is filler oh it my is, god those poor is, animators it is filler it is padding that's all it is um uh let's see really inexplicable moments and an atrociously bad third act most bad episodes have at least one or two good jokes but this didn't even have that terrible note to end what is hopefully the worst season Cross my fingers. From Benjamin, I mean, it stuck to one story, but that story was just dumb and boring. Why do we care about this couple? The whole time I was like, yeah, you should split up. There has to be a better couple around to counsel them. It wasn't very funny. It wasn't very interesting. It did contain one great moment. That was when it ended and took season 17 with it. Hmm. Uh, from Mark, congratulations for getting the end of season 17. I don't think anyone would blame you if you have a week's break after it, to be honest. Anyway, about the episode, I'll go and get you a match for the canon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, that's the I mean, I we I often contemplate like maybe we should take a break once in a while. But then you think about like every week we don't do an episode is it just prolongs it. it just makes it longer until we get back to, you know, out of the complete track. So, yeah, I think both Mark, both both Mark, both Matt and I are both the type of idiots that just want to get bad things over as quickly as possible. Exactly. Finally, from Lauren. I just have no words. There were several jokes that had me either saying what the hell or ooh, like Lenny responding to Carl's question about the location of their ex-girlfriends. One is dead and the other a sex worker. Oh my goodness. How is that funny? Is it me? Am I damaged or something? Uh, I mean, maybe after watching this episode, Lauren. Uh, additionally, yeah, this could give you brain damage. Yeah. Additionally, let's have some good old fashioned offensive behavior, like the degradation of the Star Spangled Banner. Sigh. Question. These episodes go through an editing process. Yes. Wouldn't someone have watched that and gone, hmm, what the hell were we thinking? Apparently not. There's a long process, actually. 
because they they theoretically at least as i understand it the 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 the, the we're gonna hear the writers have come up with a long list of ideas for episodes uh and each of those episodes are parceled out to individual writers and the writers go off uh write a, a a first draft a rough draft and that is brought back to the writer's room the writer's room goes through it rewrites things rips things apart adds jokes changes it in whatever shape sometimes it's a lot of changes sometimes it's very little and then after that all that happens there is a a, a read through all the the whole cast and they they read through the episode and there's further changes theoretically done depending on what their actions are uh but i'm not sure if they even bothered with any of this uh continuing I'm glad the season is over, but I'm pretty sure I'm stupider for having watched some of it. My expectations have sincerely dropped, even with one plot and constant eruptions from my cat. Yeah, meow. Yeah, shut up. I'm asking her. Uh, this episode didn't meet them. Just why? If your name is attached to a Simpsons episode, wouldn't you want it to be good? Wouldn't you watch it before releasing it to the public? This episode was just boring, exhausting, and offensive, like most of season 17. I swear my hell would be watching these years on a loop. Welcome to my life, Lauren. That's what my life is. Me and Matt. Welcome to... Welcome. Yep. That's it. Thanks you all. Thank you all of you for watching and reviewing. I uh, appreciate it. You make uh, our jobs a little bit easier uh, suffering with us, I guess. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Uh, this week's question is, what is your favorite courtroom movie? Um, pretty simple. A lot of great answers. Matt, take it away. All righty. Uh, from Lauren, there are many great ones, but Fracture is one of my favorites. It's a physiological drama where the prosecutor, Ryan Gosling, is going after the bad guy, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins, who's defending himself, is a charismatic, devious, and intelligent. Uh, ultimately, you root for Hopkins, and you see Gosling trying to figure out how to get him. It has several twists and turns, and I remember being surprised at the end. It's a great and underrated movie. Thank you, Lauren. I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. Add it to the list. Uh, from Charles. Yeah, uh, from Charles, my cousin Vinny, obviously. Uh, from Hoffa, uh, jury duty, but eh, please don't add that one to the list, Robbie. Um, oh, you want to watch Andy? jury duty? That no, if they the Simpsons if do steal. Come on, Robbie. The Simpsons do steal from jury duty uh, in the golden years. That's true. They do. They mm -hmm. do. Uh, from Andy, liar, liar. Uh, from Brandon, legally blonde. Uh, from Jason, my mom and I can't see microwave grits in the store without quoting My Cousin Vinny. It manages being a hilarious over-the-top comedy while pointing out the real-world flaws of small-town justice. Uh, from Casey, Legally Blonde is a near-perfect movie that represents womanhood and the different friendships relationships you have through your adulthood. It has a tremendous cast and fantastic fashion. But most importantly, its core message is always staying true to yourself. If you have written it off for decades thinking it was a chick flick, I strongly encourage, urge you to give it a watch. Uh, from Tim, I'll vote for JFK. Sure, this flick had a lot more than just the courtroom scene, but Kevin Costner's Art Garrison's one magic bullet scene is cinematic canon. That's true. Uh, from Gun Griffin, during my Kurosawa phase in high school, I came across Rashomon. It's such a wonderful scenario, an excellent movie that's a uh, subgenre onto itself. That's true. People <laughs> basically say when you have a three-part story told from different perspectives, it's a Rashomon. That's just what it is now, which we have watched. Check out our bonus episode. Uh, from Elliot, uh, a Good Men is just a superb film. Tom Cruise is great, and the script is pure Sorkin. The truth, you can't handle the truth. Uh, I think it's supposed to be a few good men. But yeah, uh, from uh, Sam, uh, My Cousin Vinny. Uh, from Lauren, My Cousin Vinny is comedic gold. <laughs> from that JT, My Cousin Vinny. From Matt Aaron, 
Uh, yet, technically, it's a jury room movie, but I have to go with the original 12 Angry Men. Unlike Naked Lunch, the title perfectly describes the movie. <laughs> Uh, from Dr. Richter915 my cousin Vinny no other answers allowed Robbie what is your answer I didn't expect that many my cousin Vinny's honestly but it is my answer uh, because it is that I don't know I, I, I like there is a lot of there's a lot of really good courtroom dramas and a lot of ones that I, I rewatched and it's kind of like it's a little too dramatic for me and I feel like because my cousin Vinny Summit has so much humor in it it kind of balances out that attention and actually makes me appreciate it that it makes me appreciate the drama even more um but really terrific cast terrific movie uh what's your answer Matt? i i gotta go with my cousin Vinny too it's just so much fun like it takes what is a i hate to say fairly accurate uh courtroom uh section and just adds hilarity around it i mean it's just wonderful joe pesci and barista tobey have the most fantastic chemistry in that movie that i one of my favorite on-screen couples ever it's just fantastic um i think my runner-up is i'll say this for a underrated uh lesser known relatively modern movie that's primal fear um i like primal fear a lot but primal fear is also incredibly i don't know awful uh to watch so so you're it's not 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 a movie I revisit a lot. Uh, I can watch my cousin Vinny over and over, really, because it's so much fun. Yeah, uh, which means more as I get older uh, to me. Next week's question: I hesitate to ask, but I feel like I should. It is: What is your favorite moment from season seventeen? Oh boy, that's gonna take. This is like maybe the hardest question we've had in quite some time because I don't know if I have one. Um, I'm not gonna cop out and say when it ended because that's 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 too easy because that true that's like i'm going to discount that because that is honestly my answer is that we're through it i don't have to watch it ever again but your favorite moment from season 15 season 17 i'll post it on our twitter it's at simpson show pod uh email us at simpson show pod at gmail.com and again i post a question on our patreon publicly simpson uh, that's patreon.com slash the simpsons show we can move on matt to the final no google trivia challenge of the season I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenges where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a five-point lead on me. Going into our final episode of the season. I, I'm not mathematically eliminated, but I have to I have to get all six points to have a chance at even tying Matt. Which... I have not done this season. Last time I did it was in Future Drama, which was season and a half ago. I I, I get a six, a six pointer like every season and a half, Matt. So maybe this is my this is my day, right? You got me easy questions it's today, definitely, right? Definitely, definitely your day. Okay, good. I'll I'm gonna start you off. You ready for an easy question? I am ready. Uh, we discover the real name of which character in Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Uh, oh god, the real name of which character? Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Oh god, why why do you do this to me, Robbie? Um, you know this. I know you know this. Maybe you don't. I thought you knew this. This is maybe, pretty easy. Maybe I don't. I thought Homer this was easy Ned's for you, Hail especially. His, I don't remember. Like, who is <laughs> <laughs> halftime show? Okay, I, I, I'm 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 second guessing myself. Comic book guy's real name is Jeff Anderson. 
but I don't remember it being in that episode. That's what I'm going to go with. That's the correct answer. It's, it's comic book guy. Okay. How is he in that again? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think it's, I don't, I'm not sure if it is actually integral, but it, it is what happens in that episode. Uh, what's my easy question, Matt? All right, all your questions today are from Missionary Impossible. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. What television network uh, comes for Homer uh, in Missionary Impossible? The, the PBS. You are correct. I remember that, at least. All right, your medium question, Matt. What is the name of the football player that buys the rights to Homer's dance or dances? Uh, God, what was his name? I have no idea. Dion Overstreet is his name. Overstreet, yes. Okay, sure. Sure. All right, uh, your question. What are the names of the two indigenous people that Homer works with on the island? The only ones with speaking rules. Oh, no. <laughs> Doesn't he give them... Uh, do you want their native names, or do you want the, the English names that Homer gives them? Uh, their uh, native names. Oh, no. There's no way I know that, Matt. I know he calls one Lisa because <laughs> it's it's just literally just you're Lee Smith. Um, I'm mainly going for the two adults here. I didn't include uh, a child. Okay, you didn't include little Lisa. Okay. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you, Matt. I have no idea. It's probably it's. I know it's offensive, so it's that. Uh, no, this is, these are their original names. Uh, it's Katok Talk and Ak. So it's it's possibly offensive, but I don't know enough to say that. <laughs> I mean, one, those people are made that, that that island is made up and those people are made up. But still, I would say that randomly naming, you know, a, a an indigenous people on some Pacific island, just random made up gibberish is vaguely racist. I mean, it's not like racist towards any specific yeah. people, but you're just making that up. Like, yeah, that's OK. <sighs> that's a medium question oh my god matt you really don't want to lose your hard question what is the name of the bus touring springfield bus touring springfield i don't remember this at all homer bus homer, touring springfield they want to see homer and his dancing so he's a stop on the tour no idea none whatsoever the name of the bus the name on the bus is italians touring springfield good god <laughs> okay robbie your hard question mm-hmm. what show does homer watch on pbs that gets canceled and makes him mad in the first place Oof. Uh, that is you bloody wanker Ooh, i'm sorry it is ethnic mismatch comedy 644 isn't there one where do they call each other wankers or something like that i'm sure they do yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I think You Bloody Wanker is a different show. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. I've got it mis- mixed up. Um, well, Matt, you are officially the trivia champion for season 17. Oh, I'm sorry, Robbie. I believed in you. But uh, strangely enough, we reversed our scores from last season. Really? I, I won last season 39 to 34. You won this season 39 to 34. Well, so. then. So I guess I get to pick the episode that I to force you. Yes, to we're gonna we're again. gonna do a, a commentary now. Matt's gonna choose a commentary an episode for us to do a commentary track on. Uh, Matt gets to decide what it is. Do you have one in mind, Matt, or are you gonna think about it? No, I'm gonna think about it. Okay, fair enough. But next week is a new day, a new trivia contest. We start fresh because if I win, I'm just gonna watch a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have five witchery again. We do commentary. I'm just choosing a good one. Uh, I don't want to watch bad episodes. Um, well, should we pick one good one and one bad one? No, 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 no. We do when we're doing oh. one, Matt. 
We're doing one. Um, we can move on with that. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually combining a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Oh, it's real bad. Um, real bad. Um, is it better than the monkey suit? I think it is. I think it's better than the monkey suit. Yes, it's better than monkey suit. It's just this episode is so bland. It's like nothing's even there. Yeah, like so. I'm like I'm looking like that puts us like it's. I don't think I'm trying to think where is the highest it could possibly go. Like I'm trying to think of like well, there's make room for Lisa at three o two, and like that's a that is a very big you know litmus test. That's a big hurdle. Like. Because that's the that is like uh, that's like basically make room for Lisa is the official announcement. Oh, bad Simpsons have arrived. Yeah, you get to season ten and you're like, oh no, this is these are going to be real bad, and it gets worse. But this is bad. Um, but I think this episode is better than that. I think I I not much better. Homer Simpson, this is your wife is right above that. That's the wife swap episode with. Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, yeah. I think this is better than that. Mostly, or at least more tolerable. I that. mean, that's the thing. Like, it's at a certain point, it's just like, how much pain does it cause you? And this is yeah. like, this is bad, but it's also so bland and boring. You're just kind of like, the worst part is you're sitting and watching, knowing that you're just waiting for it to end. Yeah. Um, but in a vacuum, you're just like, it's very bland and empty. Um, I would probably put it right there. I think Magical History Tour is better because there's I, – I would watch Magical History Tour again. There's a, some joy to be had in it, and same with The Wandering Juvie, I think. There's like – Very true. There's a little bit of fun in those episodes. There is nothing in this that makes me go, oh, this is good. Um, And it has one plot. You know, it gets to it relatively quickly, even if I don't care about any of it. There, There's some merit to that. Um, So New 301, how's that sound? Though? Works for me. Especially, I don't have to watch it ever again. Homer, Marge, and Homer turn a couple play. God, what? Why do they have to make titles so long? Why do you have to do that? It's not. Maybe you spend that time and make the episodes good. Is that a crazy idea? No, Robbie. No, it's not a crazy idea. So that's the new number three hundred one on Marge and Homer turn a couple play right below Marge Wizard Tour right above Homer and Simpson. This is your wife. First place is Homer's Enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day, because Codependence Day is so god awful. Um, we're moving on to season eighteen next. In our first, they're not starting off the Trials of Horror as they have for multiple years. They are starting off with the Mook, the Chef, the Wife, and her Homer, where Homer ends up taking over for Fat Tony. <sighs> this is part of the season seventeen actual production run, though, right? Yes, it is. There's the okay. first six episodes, seven episodes oh, are all wow. season 17 production run. So, mm, guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. That's next time. Um, that'll do it for us. You can find all this list. Their website, thesimpsonshow.com. has links to everything, our Twitter, our RSS feed, our Patreon. If you want to help us out, help support the show, help for, for hosting. We'd love you. We appreciate it. And you get a bunch of bonus podcast material. I'm still working on getting uh, our old episodes that are out of the archive onto somehow getting it linked to that. I'm figuring it out. Turns out there's not really a single good solution. Um, 
has to cobble things together. But that will come in time. Uh, you, the, what, oh, what do I do? You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. That is my name. Uh, my website is also my name. It is RobbieDorman.com. You find links to everything I do there, my other podcasts, and links to purchase all of my horror novels. My newest one is Death Rattle. Just came out. I uh, appreciate everyone who pre-ordered and or who's already purchased it, uh, but you can still do that. It's my favorite novel yet of mine. It is probably my best novel yet of mine. Uh, it's about a, a, a small town redneck defending his home from greedy vampires. Uh, I love my main character. I love the story. You should go buy it. It's on available on Amazon. Uh, links are, are at my website or my Twitter or search my name on Amazon. You'll find all my books. Um, oh, wait, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Hmm. Pause. Pause. Oh, did we not fire the cannon? We yet? didn't fire the cannon. We have to, before we go, we do have to answer this question. Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I I think it's just because it's so such a formality. We just skipped it. Uh, there is no reason. We both like we literally didn't. We both refused to fix this episode because we both don't want it to exist. So how do we make it not exist anymore? Well, we fire it out of the cannon, of course. We fire the cannon. That feels good. All right. Oh, and oh, and then on that, see, we're just forgetting everything today, because that's that's gone. Goodbye, goodbye forever, Margin Homer. Nope, not part of the canon, but we can move to the top of the list, which is probably also formality, but it's important to look at it. Oh, interesting question today, Matt, as we work our way down from the top of the list, because today's episode is the Springfield Files. Oof. It's a crossover episode with the X Files, ah. obviously. But I can see why this this would be not in the canon because obviously it's a cross a crossover episode. Mister Burns is acting especially weird, but I don't know. I like it. I think it belongs there. Chewy, like there, like there's literally space aliens show up in this episode. Like it doesn't really make any sense. But this is also more than just the canon of what we consider actually have happened in the Simpsons universe. It is also like the canon as to what you would teach what you would recommend to what is useful in constructing a picture of the simpsons as a whole and in answering that question yes of course you include the springfield files um and it's a successful crossover i'm not as ha- i don't like it as much as a lot of people do but i still think it's very it's good and it's funny yeah um it's just it's a very unique novel thing crossovers aren't inherently bad um i think we can for- we can forget that when we see the family guy crossover <sighs> um so yes, of course it's part of it. Where were we? We're outroing the show. I was saying you buy my books. You should go do that. I still agree, Robbie from five minutes ago. You should go buy Death Rattle. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. In fact, I uh, had to interrupt this episode, and now I'm immediately going to go clean up after kittens because they're so darn cute and also so darn messy. If you'd like to see said kittens in their well, right now the latest post is in their incredibly messy state. You can check out kitten turns k i t t i n t e r n s on Instagram and just you know wish that you had kittens that were that cute. They're really cute. I can attest. You should guys should follow the Instagram. That's true. If you, you're on Instagram, you like cats, follow kitten turns. It's adorable. They're so cute. They're such good, such good little kitty cats. Because of course they are. They're cats. They really are. Um, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.